picking that up again yet. Okay. So. Well, the first thing uh, that you begin to understand is, is that the solutions that you've been trying to solve the problems of life haven't been working. And, and so the next thing that we need to do then is to really look at these problems of life to see what's really going on. Maybe a new solution will present itself, but upon deep reflection and really looking at things, we begin to understand that there really was no problem at all other than the fact that I thought that there was a problem. But really, got no problems. Okay, so in that regard, this is what I'm talking about is this, the mundane, uh, <clears throat> let us say the wrong view or the worst is to go around causing problems that you don't even see. And then the mundane is looking for problems or, uh, in order to look for solutions. And, and looking, looking for solutions to problems is the mundane. Causing problems is the ordinary or the low class or the wrong view, right? But the noble view is to recognize you don't have any problems because you're not making any. Mm. And that you wind up finding and out that course, most, of, most of the problems that we're creating are actually what we originally thought was solutions to the problem. I'm all ears. It's counterintuitive. Um, there is an example of this, many thousands of examples, but one of my favorites is um, uh, a little line drawing that I saw um, that was Xeroxed quite a bit. And I was in uh, several different office buildings around Washington, D.C. for one reason or another. At this particular time, this um, Xerox copy of this drawing was all over the place and what it was um, was and it this really really was Washington DC so they got it uh, it's a drawing of a guy standing in a pond surrounded by all four quarters by alligators with other alligators circling around okay, okay. and the caption of this um, line drawing this little uh, <clears throat> thing was when you're up to your hips and alligators it's hard to remember that the original intention was to drain the swamp okay now guess what the swamp doesn't need drained and the alligators know that so if you go in there to drain their swamp they're not going to like it If you sit down beside the swamp, you got no trouble. But our, our whole list system is about trying to drain a swamp. And really, the swamp is not in the world. The swamp is in the mind, if there is one. Why? Because we created it. We thought that this place was a swamp. Because um, looking for solutions to problems that um, absolute wrong view um, is basically I can get away with anything. And ordinary right view says, oh, no, you can't. 
because if you do what you want to do, you cause problems, and we need to find solutions to those problems. Okay, and the super mundane is that there were no in the first place other than the ones that we created. And this is the point where, um, let us say, the teachings of the Buddha really come into effect. A lot of people think that the, that the teachings of the Buddha um, are very, very handy for solving their problems. <laughs> really, the teachings of the Buddha is to show them that they've got no problems. And so this is how we have to, uh, let us say, reorient your thinking towards uh, your your practice of Anapanasati. That in fact, that's what real meditation is all about, is trying to get something that people don't have. They want something. That's why they meditate. Many of them want enlightenment or other words like bliss or uh, whatever. But really, uh, the real practice is to learn to be content and happy with what we have because we are actually quite overjoyed with the fact that we've got no problems. But you know quite well that you have been practicing for most of your whole life in finding problems and trying to find solutions to those problems. Right. And so you're talking about a mindset. You're talking about... An attitude. I'm literally talking about attitude. Okay. Okay. Uh, that when we try to solve problems, when we see problems to solve, basically what that means is, is that there are problems. not an intellectual exercise, but it's an exercise in dealing with feelings. That in fact, when we feel bad, the automatic thought along with that is, is that, oh, this bad feeling that I have is a problem that needs to be solved, or that this bad feeling is because of a problem that needs to be solved, and that when I finish solving the problem, I'll feel better. And often I do for, you know, for a short time yeah. until that sequence comes up again. That's the sequence of samsara that, in fact, the solutions to this problem are the fodder for the next problem. I feel that. Mm -hmm. And so we have to change the way of, of practice. And that this is the part that is so strange to Westerners that it seems to be almost completely missing in Western Buddhism. All right. And so let's be sure that we're talking about it correctly. And there are many places in the suttas, but there's one place that it really gets it. Uh, and this is in a discussion of one's right effort. What should we do? In other words, what efforts should we take? What action should we um, have for these problems? The answer of it is, is that one's right view 
uh, excuse me, one's right effort is to make the effort to change what's in the mind in this particular moment so that we can take out unwholesome thoughts like there is problems to be solved and solutions <laughs> to the problems or unwholesome thoughts and replace it with wholesome thoughts. And what are the wholesome thoughts that we're going to replace it with? Thoughts of everything is okay, everything is fine, I don't need anything, and I can sit here and relax and enjoy the moment. Well, you see, while you're out there solving problems, you're not relaxed. And so, in fact, when you're out there solving problems, we've got two layers of bad feelings. One is the bad feeling that comes with having uh, a problem that needs to be fixed, something that's lost, something that's missing, something that's broken, and then all of the effort that it takes to fix it, including all the bad feelings associated with why this work, this doesn't work and why that doesn't work, and I'll try this and I'll try that. So we have two whole worlds of, um, of worry and work when we have a problem to be solved. Well, all of that worry and all of that work of solving the problems winds up being another problem all by itself, you see. So we need to practice Anapanasati in a completely different new way. And that is um, practicing according to the actual Eightfold Noble Path that the Buddha has set out, where it's got all of these aspects. And so we could also say in this same sutta, that one's right effort is to see wrong view as wrong view and to change it to right view. And then another place it says one's right effort is to see wrong thought as wrong thought and change it to right thought. Now this is nothing but a reference to the hindrances. Anything that's hindering you from feeling good is a hindrance. And anything that's hindering you from feeling good is probably a wrong thought. And the kinds of thoughts that are wrong thoughts would be the kind of thoughts that says, oh, I will feel better if I do this, that, or the other thing. That's a hindering thought. A wholesome thought would be, I don't have to do that right now. I'm okay already. Right this very minute, everything is fine. And this is what needs to be practiced to get you out of that samsara is to get you into a state that everything really is okay. Because right now you're a victim to all of what's happening to you. The problems are a victim. Your solutions are a victim. Uh, you talk to me from the position of a victim. You talk to the guys who are in the building there. Oh, appreciate it. Thank you very much for showing me how to turn the light on. All of that is um, uh, victim uh, mentality. And so basically what your job to do is to come out of being the victim and teaching yourself how to become the champion, how to become okay, how to become all right already that you don't need anything because you've already got everything that you need. Everything is okay right now. Already everything is fine. This is the distinction. This is what makes it noble is you see uh, the ordinary is 
I will be okay if. But the noble position is I'm already okay. And so therefore there's no ifs. And and so I mean that after you know the last the last few times we spoke you know, I was trying to make that turn in in you know how I how I practice and how I was trying to relate to things you know that um, how can I feel um, some sense of ease some you know um, some stability in whatever's going on you know however i would normally call it good bad or indifferent and certainly like what i just seen myself do was um you know constantly need quite a lot to feel okay and it's still still in that mindset where you know I don't like how I'm feeling. I need to do something to change it, which. Right, exactly. You know, which, there you go again. That's the ordinary. Where right. selfishness comes in and where, mm -hmm. you know, all, all these things come in. Um, and what's what goes through my head while I while I listen to this is trying to reconcile, um, you know, I, I think on some level I, I get what you're saying, you know, that. Um, I make a problem out of how I'm feeling and I do something to try and change that. And that leads to more problems that that resonates. And at the same time, I feel up to my, up to my eyeballs with alligators in, uh, inside and out. And, and I know and that's the feeling, right? Yeah. And the feeling of up to your hips and alligators all the time is because you see alligators and think about alligators and have alligators on the mind. But guess what? That's the only place the alligators exist is in the mind. And so we have to start recognizing that there are really no alligators. I mean, look around the, uh, uh, the room that you're in. Let's do a little bit of wisdom. Let's check <laughs> out the fact that there are actually no alligators there. 10-4. Okay. Now, we recognize that reality, that there are no alligators, can now be used as the meditation. Because normally what meditators do is they meditate on alligators and what they can do about alligators. We're going to start meditating on the fact that there are no alligators. Okay. All right. And so how do we do that? How do we uh, meditate on no alligators? The answer is, is that uh, you take the right effort to throw those alligators out of the mind. Because if they're not in the mind, then they certainly don't exist. Because you look around the room, they're not there. There are no real alligators. The only alligators exist are in the mind. But guess what? Those are the actually the easiest alligators to actually deal with. Real alligators, that's an issue. If you've got an alligator in your bed, if you've got an alligator across your uh, kitchen table, if you've got an alligator sitting in your car, you've got a problem. But if you've got alligators in the mind, a lot of people think that's a problem. But it's not. That's not a problem at all. So one, one keeping with the alligator 
metaphor, you know, one, one, one thing I've been trying to do in meditation, uh, I mean, I'm just getting back to it now, but, um, is, um, I don't know. View well, the alligator. Let's... View view the alligator as something that's okay. It's a pet. It's fluffy. You know, it's just there. I can have the alligator be there, and I don't need to to do anything about it. Um, you know, I can. I don't need to make a problem if my body feels this way from having that this this or that thought. You know, just. Um, um, to be like, okay, that's that's what's going on right now, and that's okay. I don't know if that's the right. That, no, that's exactly when you say that the that the alligators are fluffy. Well, real alligators, even the alligators in the mind, are not fluffy. When they turn fluffy, that means that they're no longer alligators. Congratulations. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's in the right direction. That's certainly going in the right direction, um, and that we can um, use that. Uh, but along with this, we actually have to tell yourself that everything really is okay. That not only is the alligator fluffy, but it's, it's good enough. It's all right. It's okay. That this is the part that we have to practice is taking these unwholesome thoughts Things are not all right. Things need to be fixed. Things are are problematic, et cetera, like that. And to change it into um, something that we can relax over, that everything is okay. Now, one of the things that I tell students quite often, and this seems to always, they get a kick out of this, and that is, is that we have been talking ourselves into feeling bad our whole lives. Now it's time to start talking ourselves into feeling good. Now, a lot of people will say, oh, I've tried that. And while I'm sitting there trying to talk myself, trying to talk myself into feeling good, I still feel bad. And the answer to that is, don't worry about that, because that's just stuff of the past. Recognizing that that's what I used to say to myself, and that's how I felt. And this is how I feel when I did talk to myself like that. But in reality, I can talk to myself in a new way. And that new way is going to take some effort. And the effort is is to change the way that we talk to ourselves and uh, start having wholesome thoughts. Thoughts of everything is okay. Everything is fine. Debit is good right now. We always focus on the now. Why? Because if you go into the past, you're going to find an awful lot of alligators. Yeah. Awful lot of alligators in our uh, in our past. Lots of things to feel bad about. Lots of mistakes we've made and we remember them and we get into a state of remorse. (laughs) Sometimes into a state of worry. I like I'm I'm at this place right now where I'm processing things that I I feel encouraged that I feel remorse for. I, I'm glad I'm glad that I feel 
that remorse. And I, I, you know, I don't want to, there's no point in just hanging on to that and being like, uh, you know, this is all that there is in, 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 in the universe and in Devon. But like, I'm glad to reflect on it and say, oh, God, let's not do that again. <laughs> Absolutely. But that, let's not do that again, with a very firm foundation, is not remorse. That's the solution to remorse. Let me explain. Okay. That the remorse is actually the remembrance of the past bad action. And that how many times do you have to remember and reflect upon that one bad action? Let's say it was even something recent and you really messed up. And so that's going to be there on the mind and burn the mind. And so you're going to have that thought about that particular episode or that incident often. And every time it comes up, we feel regrets, remorse, guilt, uh, almost like a, a stabbing pain in the chest. Now, the way to deal with that is exactly the way that you said, but we need it in a, in a kind of a stronger way. And that is when you say, ouch, that hurts. I'm not going to do that anymore. Like a, uh, an example would, ouch, I stuck my hand in the fire and it burned. And now I know fire is hot and I'm not going to stick my hand in it anymore. I'm going to be on guard for that. And then a smile comes saying, wow, I am now free from that because I have chosen. I'm not going to do that anymore. Which brings and us now we can now we can give that thought and those feelings of uh, pain and regret. And we can breathe them out and breathe in feelings of, OK, I'm free now. I am free of that. Everything is okay right now. I am not sinning right now, or I am not causing myself problems right now. Everything right now is okay. Always back to the right now, everything is okay. Never mind the past, the past got alligators. Never mind the future, you don't know what the future is going to bring. The question is, can you be happy right now? Can you take a deep breath and says, wow, I'm so glad I don't have to think about my alligators. Well, I can see how that's that's the grounds for not causing more 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 problems. You know, if I can, you know, feel some sense of okay, then I'm not going to reach out and cause more problems. Exactly. Exactly. You can begin to talk yourself into everything really is okay. And when you start talking to yourself, by the way, this is step 10 of Anapanasati as well as one's right noble effort. All of this stuff that the Buddha teaches fits exactly right into place. Okay, it's the same thing. Gladdening the mind means to take the mind out of the worries, problems, and uh, unnecessary uh, stuff and become nurturing to yourself. I think one time before we talked about the critical mind, 
versus yeah. the nurturing mind, okay? And you're still being critical. The critical mind is the one who has problems and wants to find solutions, thinking I can get rid of this feeling by doing something, not liking the feeling. And then, and so this is the critical thinking that we were trained in. When you were a tiny baby, there was nurturing. If almost all, not every child gets uh, at the beginning of their life uh, any nurturing. Those children who do not have any nurturing at all are often referred to as abandonment. People have abandonment issues because they were abandoned. They didn't get the nurturing they, they needed when they were very young. Guess what? That nurturing that we needed when we were very young, we continued to need it, but somehow along the way, five or six years old, when it's time to go to school, that's when the nurturing stops and the criticism comes in. Learn your ABCs. Learn your one, two, threes. Learn to read. Clean your room. Do your homework. And now we've got all of this critical kind of thinking that is coming in from the society. And the child, naturally, every one of us as, at that age, rebels against that. And then we often not only rebel, but we feel guilty about rebelling. And so now we've got all of this cycle going. And so when we grow up, we've got all of these rules or ways things should be done, all of these ought tos, shoulds, woulds, coulds, all of these problems that have been built up over time and we still think that we've got to solve them. And so what happens is a dialogue inside the head and the dialogue goes, why don't you do this, that, and the other thing? Or why don't you do blah, blah? And then the child inside says, I don't want to do blah, blah. And then the adult or then the parent inside says, you've got to do blah, blah. If you don't do blah, blah, all of this bad stuff is going to happen. And so then the child will say, okay, I'll do it, but I don't want to do it. And so now we have all of this uh, stuff in it. Uh, and so the child rebels and kind of proves that I am by doing something bad that the uh, apparent ego state inside of our own mind doesn't agree with. Kind of take retaliation or retribution and then we feel remorse about that. So you can see how this cycle gets built up about this dialogue that we have inside the head. And that dialogue is almost always critical. Do this, do that, think about this, uh, solve this problem. You'll feel better if you do this, that, and the other thing. But we need to change all of that from being um, critical to become nurturing. So that's one way of talking about it. The Buddha would say that one's right effort then would be to stop criticizing and being critical of things. And the, uh, the change is made is everything is okay right now. Everything is fine. Start telling yourself that. Tell it to me right now. Is everything okay? Uh-huh. Even if the light goes out, isn't everything okay? There's no fire. Everything's all right. At least for this moment, can you get yourself into at least say that everything is all right, everything is okay. 
Yeah, there's no there's no emergency right now. There's nothing nothing that major going on. Nothing at all is going on. Majors, corporals, generals, captains, nothing's going on. Everything is okay. Well, on 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 that note, uh, um, you haven't said it yet. You haven't played the note. <laughs> Everything's okay, Damarado, and I'd better get going. Thank you very okay. much for taking my call and the weird lighting and things. And it's really nice to see you again. Let me hear it again this time without the kicker. <laughs> Everything's okay. Everything's okay. Say it again. Everything is all right. Everything's okay, sir. All right. You keep telling yourself that. Every time you remember, you keep telling yourself, everything's all right. Everything's fine. Got no worries, no problems. Everything is fine. Thanks again. Talk all to right. you soon. Everything's all right. Bye-bye.